Welcome back to the Point Guard Cast. Your host Sean and Corey. I'm Corey. I'm Sean, bro. How you been doing? What's up? I'm good. It's, it's cold outside, so I'm in here snuggled up in a blanket, trying to get this stuff, trying to get this done. I know. I know. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, it's, it's cold. I know. Finally, um, but yeah. I got a feeling it'll warm up here soon. It always does. It always does. Yeah, it ain't gonna be cold for long. It'll be cold for a day. It'll be twenty for a day, and then it'll be forty five the next day, and then it'll be sixty one the next day. So we never know what we're gonna get. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but the NBA went kind of crazy yesterday. Yep. Um, it indeed did. James Harden finally got that trade to Brooklyn that he was looking for, which was shocking. I mean, it was kind of shocking, but you also kind of saw it coming too, right? Yeah, the Lakers broke him again. <sighs> it's hard to disagree. They, they, they might have. Think about, uh, think about it. They broke him the first time when, when who was the Russell Westbrook last game in Houston against? The Lakers. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And who was James Harden's last game in Houston against? The Lakers, yeah, it, it might have been, it might have been. I think it's funny. I think somebody said LeBron hit that three and then turned around, look at the bench, and the NBA did a hard reset. I was fucking <laughs> up with that, bro. <laughs> it kind of seems like it. Then they, then they whooped. They beat them. They like blew them out twice. You know how hard it is to beat the same team twice, much yeah, less blow them out twice, like in back to back games. Yeah. Especially if it, you blow them out the first, if you blow them out the first time, it's going it's obviously sometimes going to be a letdown the second time. That is true. And the other team's going to have some fire, maybe. The Rockets didn't. They didn't have the chemistry. There was time for this. This to uh, it was time for something to happen. Yeah, um, but especially you know those those post game comments from. You know, John Wall and Boogie, and then even James Harden kind of made it seem like, okay, they, they're really done here. Like, yeah. I thought that they were going to have a chance to to maybe try and, you know, finish out at least the first half of this, this season and try and make it work. But yeah, uh, after everybody's comments, um, especially after that last game, it was done. Especially uh, not counting James Harden's because James Harden's comments was James Harden's comments, but. Especially the Marcus Cousins comments. That oh made, yeah, because he's saying the disrespect started way before any interview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy in Houston at all. Right. I've been watching him closely the last two games. Obviously, they've been playing the Lakers, and he's just been he's been upset. He's been teed up twice. He's been ejected the first. He got ejected the first game. You think that has something to do with Marquise Morris? I don't think that has something to do with Marquise Morris. I think that has something to do with the team, the chemistry of that team. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's kind of Keith, but also Boogie's reputation. Yeah, and, that's what, and also him his frustration with that team. Yeah, I think it's a mix of everything. Yeah. Um, I hate to see that it didn't work out, just because I feel like John Wall's playing like himself again. Boogie wanted to prove something, and I, I don't know. I I feel like me personally, I guess since I like. John Wall and I like Boogie. I like the player that Christian Wood is turning into. Mm-hmm. I just thought maybe with James Harden, like they would really do something. But I, I mean, I guess not. But like John, like John Wall said, everybody didn't buy in. Maybe, maybe with Victor Oladipo and whatever else they got for this from this trade, I'm sure you're gonna talk about it because I don't know all the details. I just know Victor Vo. Maybe Vo buy in and they'll and they'll make a push for a playoff spot or something. 
That's very true. Um, I think they definitely can, especially if Victor Oladipo turns back into his all-star form. Oh, yeah, for sure. They can make a playoff push for sure, especially with John Wall looking like himself. Um, speaking of which, shout out to John Wall and Kevin Durant for coming off of Achilles injuries and looking like their, their former selves. That's, that's special. Absolutely. That's special. Okay, so of course, Brooklyn and Houston finally made the trade of trades um, that everybody was expecting. Um, maybe some some people were expecting it now, some people were expecting it later. I wasn't expecting it anymore. I wasn't expecting Brooklyn, to, uh, especially not, not Brooklyn. I was expecting him to get traded. Right. Brooklyn. Um, and yeah, honestly, was, we'll talk about it later. Never mind. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was expecting him to get traded too. I really thought it was going to be Philadelphia, but apparently, that's what I was going to say. Give Houston everything they needed. Um, that's what. That's what I was going to say. I, I don't think that they've made the. I don't think Houston made the right trade, but made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so through this trade, the Nets received James Harden, of course, from the Rockets, and they received a 2024 second-round pick from the Cavs. Okay. Um, the Rockets received Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, Dante Exum from the Cavs, and then a player from the Nets. I really cannot pronounce his name, and I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not going to say it. What's um, the initials? Uh, RK. RK. Yeah, oh, trust me, you haven't really oh. heard it. I've heard of him before, but I, I've i only heard his name pronounced one time. Okay. Uh, I really can't pronounce it. Um, Then the Rockets also received uh, Brooklyn's three unprotected first-round picks for 2022, 2024, and 2026. And they received pick swaps in 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. Um, And then they also got in uh, – they also got – uh, Cleveland's 2022 first round pick from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of picks, which is good. Um, but I I don't know. We'll get into that later. The Pacers received Karis Levert and a 2023 second round pick from the Rockets. Um, that's not a I bad like, pickup. I like that for them. I, I do too. That's not a bad pickup at all. Um, and then the Cavs, especially got- especially if Victor Depot still want to get traded, still wanted to get traded, still wanted out of. The- of um, Indiana that was just handling it like a pro. I That's like true. that to replace v- VO with Karis. I like that for the for the um, the, the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then lastly, the Cavs received uh, Jared Allen and Torian Prince from the Nets. Why does the Cavs need more big men? Um, maybe Cleveland got a plan. They bringing the big men era back. I have no clue. To be honest with you. <laughs> But it's also uh, Cleveland, like lose at this point. But also, you never know; they could be build, they could be building some type of weird rim protecting type. So you you gonna play Jared Allen and and um and uh Andre Drummond together? What are they doing? Like, what's the plan? I mean, hey, listen, why not? Why not? Why not play those two together? Because like this ain't nineteen ninety two. I agree with that. It's not, but hey, it could win you a couple games. Like you, you never know what could happen. At this they, point, I mean, is the just... Cavs trying to win game? Well, I guess that's the reason you do do it because you're not trying to win games. I don't know. Then you got Javale McGee. I, I, let's go. Move on. Yeah, Javale McGee, Larry Nance. They got a lot. Of, I mean, they got a lot of size down low. Don't know why anybody would want that much size, but it's. I'll, I'm interested to see what they end up doing with it. Um, I feel like the Pacers. Did good in getting Karis Levert for Oladipo. Um, 
Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, I really, I really thought that he was gonna be a huge part of the net success this mm-hmm. season. Him, him and Dinwiddie, because they were on the come up. I know Dinwiddie is hurt. I think he has like a partial ACL tear, I think. Um, I know he's hurt, but I think he'll be back before the season because he doesn't need surgery on him. Um, so seeing Karis LeVert these last five games um, and seeing seeing what he's been able to do, I was like, man, this kid is going to be very special for this team. And then to see that they had to give him up for James Harden. I, was like, I mean, on the surface, Karis LeVert for James Harden, like you're trying to win now. So I guess that I guess that in theory brings you closer to a championship than having Karis LeVert. But true but it takes away to me it takes away some of your depth we'll talk about that we'll um, talk about that um so i i don't really know but i do think it's good for the Pacers to get characters vert because again you got some bonuses playing at a high level tj warren is unfortunately out for you um oladipo was kind of getting back to himself but i mean he didn't want to be there but at least he kind of went out in a respectful way um, so having Karis LeVert alongside of Sabonis to me will continue to help the Pacers. It won't hurt them at all. I think I like this trade for the Pacers more than anybody else. Controversial as that may sound, considering Brooklyn mm-hmm. just got James Harden. But I tell you, but I right. tell you why, because on the Rockets' perspective, I don't think that they got the best deal that they could have gotten. Because like, if Philly was injured, was I said a long time ago that I would call Philadelphia and try to get Ben Simmons. If they were willing to give you Ben Simmons and like Max and like Matisse Thybul or whatever else mm-hmm. as some picks or whatever for James Harden, I feel like that would have been better than Victor Oladipo. No disrespect to Victor Oladipo because I like Victor Oladipo. But from that right. perspective, from the Rockets' perspective, they got a good deal. But I think I they could have had a slam dunk of a deal. From the Nets' perspective, let's talk about it. Because I'm not in the camp that that's going to... I'm not in the camp that Kyrie, KD, and... Well, KD, James Harden, and Kyrie, maybe. <laughs> it's going to... Uh, <laughs> It's going to just bring them immediate success. First of all, the fact that I had to say Kyrie maybe. Mm-hmm. Because, like, do you think, first of all, you got, like you said, the depth isn't there. There's more, there are far right. more deeper teams in this in this league than um, the Brooklyn Nets are right now. Look at, just look at their bench. Who's the best player coming off the bench? Landry Shaman? Jeff Green? Probably Shaman. Yeah, right Landry Shaman. Is, is that a yeah. six man type player? I don't think so. Karis Levert would have been if they oh, if they sure. had Dinwiddie healthy, he would have been starting, and Karis Levert probably would have been the six man of the year. Mm, you got to think about the fact also that Brooklyn's bad on defense. They were bad on defense before this trade. They just got worse because they just traded their best defense to anchor down there in Jared Allen. So they're going to get mm-hmm. worse on defense. They're not going to be able to stop anybody. They're just going to have to try to outscore people. Which they can, but like there's only one ball. Like, what are they gonna do? I don't know, man. Then Kyrie's in his own little world. We already know that. I've already seen James Harden be stopped many a times in the playoffs. Kyrie, Kevin Durant, as good as he looks, is still coming off an injury. I just don't. I don't know if they're gonna get out of the East. Controversial as that may sound, I'll, I'm not convinced yet. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. They gotta convince me. I I agree with you. Um, good point you brought up about the Rockets because I kind of feel the same. I don't think the Rockets got the best that they could have gotten out of this trade. I really don't. Right. 
Um, if I'm them, I want it reminds, another star. Like ben it Simmons. reminds me of when the Spurs traded Kawhi Leonard for Demar Derozan and Jakob Pertl. Demar Derozan is a good player. That's a good one. Demar Derozan is a good mm-hmm. player, but he's not the best they could have gotten for for uh, Kawhi Leonard. That's yeah. It, mm-hmm. That's what that's it reminds a good point. me of. I didn't even think about that. That's that's a very good point. I, I mean, I do like that they got all the picks. Like, I see, I, I see where they can head with these picks. Like, I don't know, maybe John Wall and Boogie doesn't work out, and they decide, okay, we just need to blow it up and we need to, you know, reload and start over. Um, I mean, they could they could take these picks and turn it into what the Celtics were able to do with all their picks and getting like a Jalen Brown and getting a uh, Jason Tatum, things like that. They could do that with some of these picks. Hmm. Um, But that's not always a guarantee that you'll get players like that. If you do decide to completely restart. Right. Um, And I also felt like, I mean, even though the reason why they've made the playoffs these last few years has definitely been James Harden. I just felt like the way that city of Houston is set up and how much they love superstars. I just felt like they could have gotten another superstar to come Mm -hmm. in through this trade mm-hmm. and could have said you know what the city will welcome you with open arms um, and this will 100% be your city if you come here but they didn't really do that I mean it could be John Walls though like isn't that's not an issue um, but I just really felt like they needed to get Ben Simmons or Kyrie out of the situation yeah yeah that's another thing like the Nets the re- I feel like the reason the Nets went ahead and did this trade is because they don't know what's happening with Kyrie the- Kyrie leaves a lot of uncertainty so why not go ahead and just move? And maybe the Rockets didn't even want Kyrie. I don't know. At this point, would you want Kyrie? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, since you have, since the, we have then you already, from then you Kyrie, already got John you Wall. Know. You can't like unless Kyrie is going to a third team. Like I don't think the Rockets will have much success with a Kyrie John Wall backcourt, especially defensively. I mean, that is kind of true, but I don't know. I just felt like they needed something bigger out of the situation like you. I just feel like they needed another star out of this situation. That's just me, though. Yeah. Um, just, just because, I I mean, I believe in Boogie and John Wall. Don't get it twisted. I believe in those two. Um, But for a trade of this magnitude, especially since you, if you send James Harden to Brooklyn, which, I mean, they did, you're pretty much, they were already a contender before, but you're making them that much more of a contender what does that put you as a as a franchise? You see what I'm saying? It pretty much puts you in limbo. It pretty much puts you in that purgatory, like in the not good enough to compete, but not bad enough to get a lottery pick. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't you still want to be somewhat of a contender? Even even making the I trade think, like I this? Think, even sending James Harden? I think home? this trade did that. I think this trade did that. But I just think, I think, if, I think if, like I said, I think it puts him in that spot that nobody really wants to be in. That's true. I, th- I don't and think again, any, I don't think they're tanking with this trade. I'm not trying to say Victor Oladipo. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that either. I, I, it sounds like I'm disrespecting Victor Oladipo. I'm not. I'm a Pacer fan. I love Oladipo. Right. I just he just has to me. He just hasn't gotten back to his All Star form yet, mm-hmm. and he, I think he can get there. I really do. Um, so it's not bad having Oladipo. I just it's like when Ben felt like they should have got more when Ben Simmons is the other option. That's like it's it's a difference. That's what makes a difference. I I agree. That's what I'm saying. I, it's just, but hey, listen, Houston made their choice. They got Oladipo. Yeah. They got Boogie. They got John Wall now. 
I do want to see what they can do. This is what they got. And even, and even if, you know, they're going to keep these three. Um, but even with these picks, I mean, if they do try to trade for another star, I mean, they do have some picks that they can give up to trade for somebody. So there's a lot that they can do with it. Um, do you still, do you feel like the Rockets rushed this because of how bad things got behind the I scenes? I do. I think I think the Rockets rushed it. I do absolutely think the Rockets rushed it because what like after these comments, there was no way James Harden. Well, I don't actually know. I don't think the Rockets rushed it because of the circumstances. Because after these okay. comments from Bookie and and James Harden, there was no way James Harden was going to go out and play for the Rockets again. It was going to be an Anthony Davis situation where he's sitting out and just waiting. Although it never got this bad with New Orleans. Right. Okay, that's a good point. Um. Well, I, well, it never got this bad with New Orleans publicly. That, yeah, that's what I was about to say. At least it wasn't out in the open like that if it yeah. didn't get that bad. Okay, that's a, that's a fair point. You, you you right on that. Um, I do think they kind of rushed it. I think I think it got. I think it really did get that bad. I, th- I mean, between. I, hold on, go ahead, go ahead. I think they rushed it, but they had a reason to rush it. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they had a gotcha. reason to rush it. Um, I definitely think they rushed it. I think with the whole incident they had to start the season with him, um, you know, not being a part of the team. Um, to you know, to go party with little baby, and then him having to quarantine and pass like six COVID tests before he could come back. And he had the incident with the rookie where he threw the ball at him or threw the ball near him, and they had that issue. Um, and then them losing and not winning that much, and then the comments last night. I felt like it was it was coming, but I did think that Houston was gonna hold out a little longer just so they can try and get. Someone of Ben Simmons' magnitude—that's what I really thought. The fact—the fact that he said we're just not good enough, and the reason they're just not good enough is because of him. It's just kind of. Would you want? Him, I wouldn't want. Would you want him on your team? Personally. Um, if I've got a team that I'm trying to, I'm trying to get everybody to buy in. But let's ask this. And way. I kind of see. Let's, let's ask okay, this. Way. How many players are you counting? To take first before you get to James Harden. Um, I mean, it depends on who's available, but I mean, a player James Harden's magnitude and how good he is, it's there's not a whole lot of people you could say you would take over him. It's not that many, but I'm yeah. I'm talking. The way things ended and the way things have been going with him this season, his attitude towards the, the Rockets this year, it makes you double it makes you you know do a double take kind of it makes you think before you fully say yes to taking yeah, okay yeah because I, I i'm thinking at least eight because i'm i'm um i'm going by not just basketball talent well not just scoring i'm going by mm-hmm. everything like everything that comes okay. on the basketball court you should watch james right. harden play if he's not involved in the game if he's not involved in the play if he doesn't have the ball he's just standing there on offense He's gotten better on defense, but he's still not gonna shift the needle on defense for anybody, really. Especially this Nets team that's already bad on defense. They just got worse. I just, I just, I mean, I don't know. And then the attitude stuff—he just, he wants his way. He doesn't care about nobody but himself. It feels like, and it's just like I wouldn't want him nowhere near the Lakers. But I mean, his talent—you can't deny—you can't deny that he can score the basketball. 
No matter oh, yeah, no sure. matter how he does it, no matter if you like it or not, I know I don't, but he can score the basketball. He scores a lot of points. Exactly. Um, but you mentioned him, you know, kind of what he did kind of when he had Russell Westbrook and when he had Chris Paul, how if he didn't have the ball in his hands, he was kind of just sitting there in the corner. And that's gonna um, be and that's gonna be double with Okay, go ahead. No, that's that's what I was pretty much gonna bring up. Um something like that would have to change with him going to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But I think he already knows that. I think he kind of felt that way with this team because he didn't like it and he already knew he wanted out. And so maybe something like that will change with the Nets because, to be honest, that's something they would need. Um, they would need him to kind of go back to his six-man self that he was in, in OKC just a little bit. Yeah, That James Harden was likable. Yeah, of course. I don't know. That that James Harden moved well without the ball too. Yeah. He, um yeah. but if there's anybody I think that can take a back seat out of the three out of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, I think it is James Harden just because he kind of started out his career that way. Yeah. Started out his career as a six man but, coming off the bench, but, being a great catch and shoot player, things like that. But think about the what's happened with him the last five five or so years. People say he's the greatest scorer of all time. Whether you agree with that or not, people are saying it. So I don't think that he'll right. go back to that mindset after being caught the greatest scorer of all time. I can see that, but if he really wants to win something, he don't have a choice. James Harden don't. Okay, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You're right. We'll see. I'm just I'm saying my opinion personally. If he really wants to win, which it seems like he does, because this is why he went to Brooklyn. That's why he gave up everything in Houston to go to Brooklyn. If he really wants to, I think he has to take that back seat. Because from what I've seen from Brooklyn, through you know through these first few games, um, as you've seen when they had close games and you've had KD and Kyrie on the floor, Kyrie is taking that shot first. Yeah, who go, who's going to take that shot? It's clearly Kyrie. He's, I mean, he's the those you know the two close games they had where they missed game winners. Kyrie is taking the first shot. Hmm. So it seems like Kyrie is not going to take that back seat whatsoever. Yeah, um, if he if they ask him to, he'll just go home, probably. Exactly. So I don't think Kyrie's gonna take that back seat. KD's definitely the best player on that team. So you can't ask the best player to take a back seat. So I feel like James Harden is the only option to take that back seat, and he don't really have a choice. And he won't be happy, and he won't be happy in Brooklyn either. And it's gonna be a whole nother cycle. To be honest, it it might be, it might be just because he the people that he had with him in Houston it all ended terribly he wanted he wanted Dwight Howard there that didn't end well he wanted Russell Westbrook there that didn't end well he wanted CP3 there that didn't end well so I mean you, you, you and he wanted, could be right and he wanted to be in Brooklyn how is that going to end I don't I don't know how it's going to end I'm just I'm just joking but um, another thing do you think that this changes anything from Kyrie's perspective, you think that's going to make him love basketball more and want to play basketball more? Because right now, it seems like he don't want to play at all. Well, not at all, but he doesn't. He doesn't want to commit to being an NBA player and being doing what he used to do back in the past, like um, being fully committed not, to the NBA. I'm not sure. Maybe they know something, and that's why, like you said earlier, that's why they got James Harden because he may be taking a back seat. Um, and doing other things with social justice reform. Um, but, or maybe they got James Harden to show Kyrie, like, listen, we got another star. If you don't want to be here, that's fine. We'll we'll make it work with KD and uh, Harden. 
if you don't want to be here. All right. Uh, and maybe that might make Kyrie want to come back and want to try and make it work having two superstars beside him now instead of just one. This is contradictory. This contradicts a lot of things because, like, didn't Kyrie leave LeBron because he wanted his own team? Yeah, but he saw how that worked out in, with the Celtics. Did Kevin Durant like leave the Warriors because he didn't feel like he earned his championships or something like that? Because he had a football well, team just, around him. Well, yeah, and also he didn't feel like he was treated as the best player on that team. I think with the people who were around. Him. Okay, that I makes. I mean, Draymond sense. called him a b-word. That makes sense. And said we didn't need you. That makes sense. So disrespected by certain people behind the scenes. So he was like, okay, that's cool. People don't take my ring seriously, and this franchise. is some people in this franchise disrespected me even though I feel like I'm the best player here okay the first thing you said people don't take my ring seriously if he wins with Kyrie KD I mean K- Kyrie and then James Harden you think people gonna take his ring seriously to be honest probably not if it looks as easy as it was in Golden State yeah if it, if it looks easy that's what I'm saying no, nobody takes anything seriously that looks easy. I mean, people try to say discredit the Lakers ring because they say that this looked easy in the bubble. So, I mean, I guess people just don't take things seriously that look easy. Um, I just, to me, for, for Kevin Durant, it just doesn't help that he continues to win or continues to make the playoffs with superstars around him. But more than one. I... Yeah, talk about it. Um, that's my only thing. It's just that to me, I don't know how that helps his legacy much. But I mean, clearly he doesn't mind it. But also, we're speculating that Kyrie is still going to be here because it, it. I mean, a lot of a lot of sources said that KD really wanted James Harden to be here. I feel like if he felt like they didn't need James Harden, he wouldn't have pushed so hard for it. But maybe he feels like they need James Harden because. Kyrie may not be here. I'm surprised. Because there was also some sources yesterday that said that Kyrie has recently been distant from Kevin Durant. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie ultimately would just retire. Just announce his retirement out of nowhere. Because he that's the I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the next couple months or whatever. I mean he could. I'm he not could. saying that's I'm the... expecting it to happen, but I'm just saying like if it if it just happened one day that you got a note the notification that Kyrie's retiring, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Um, well it's funny that you bring that up because I actually got a take for Kyrie's situation kinda. I um, talk about it. I think we get we get a few viewers who watch WNBA. Um we don't have a whole lot to do. Um but there's a WNBA player who kinda had the same situation going on as Kyrie. Um, and that's Maya Moore. Maya Moore has taken off the last two WNBA seasons so that she can um, do some things with social justice reform. Um, so for the last two years, Maya Moore has been helping um, been helping a guy named Jonathan Irons get out of prison. Um, she, she met him, I think, in 2017, heard his story, felt like he was wrongfully convicted um, he was serving like a 50 year sentence and she decided that she was going to take some time off to help get him free um, now Maya Moore is like a top three yeah. WNBA player all time I'm, f- I'm fully aware um, she's a WNBA superstar That's this is like it's like I mean it's like Kyrie or KD or LeBron or Anthony Davis or James. it's like one of those type of players mm-hmm. deciding that they're going to take two years off um, 
to uh to help fight social justice. It's like a, it's like if Michael Jordan, it's like if Michael Jordan took ninety four ninety five off the dudes that type of stuff, but he went to go play baseball. Right, instead of playing baseball, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I mean, she's a four time WNBA champion. Um, she won fine. She's had a Finals MVP under her belt. Um, she's got an MVP under her belt. She's been in all type of WNBA first teams. Like she's a again, she's a top three uh, WNBA player of all time when she retires. She decided, like, in the middle of her prime to take off and go help somebody who was wrongfully convicted to get out of prison. Um, so she decided to step away, announced it to the WNBA. The organization, her teammates, her coaches respected it. And while she was taking this time off to help um, Jonathan Irons, she kept in contact with her teammates, her coaches, um, you know, the the, the WNBA kept in contact with Adam Silver to let them know like this is what she was doing while she was stepping away and how it was going not that she's just stepping away just to step away because she she's not retired yet right um because again she doesn't want to retire she wants to come back she just feels like she needs to do this while she can and while she has the platform mm-hmm. um she decided to take her time away been doing that the last two years and in July of uh 2020 he was released Jonathan Isaacs was released from prison um Maya Moore helped to get his sentence overturned um so the thing that she had been working on the last two years paid off um she got jonathan irons out of prison um and i think actually her and jonathan irons are are about to get married also so she decided to take some time off it took two years she took her time off to fight social justice reform it worked out and now she could possibly be coming back for this new season um, and so to me, her situation is kind of like Kyrie's. Um, if Kyrie needs to take the time for him to help fight social justice, then that's fine. I just think he just needs to oh, let people yeah, know agree instead that. of just dis- disappearing. I, I think that's that. that's what it is. I agree with that. But I think the difference with Kyrie is that he wouldn't feel like he would need to let people know his situation and do anything. That is kind of true. But see, that but. needs to change because... I mean, if you, I don't know if you heard Steve Nash's comments, but Steve Nash clearly doesn't know what's going on with Kyrie. Right. And we don't even know if that's why Kyrie's doing all this. We don't fully, but he was um, he was on that Zoom call. Remember, they had the screenshots that came out for him being on that Zoom call. Um, and it was, I think it was for the Manhattan District Attorney candidate Zoom call. And it was him, I think a couple other celebrities on there. And um, when was it? I mean, that's this this had to be two just two days ago okay yeah it was recent it was it was like a day after that video surfaced of um him celebrating his sister's birthday and people were complaining because the nets were playing that day and while they were playing he was on the zoom call and i know he was on the zoom call because again he's doing this for for social justice purposes so Mm -hmm. um i do think that ultimately it takes a lot out of him for him to try and play basketball and try to do the social justice things that he's trying to do. And I want to make it clear that Kyrie, he's not obligated to let anybody know anything. No, that's true. Of course. Yeah, but, I mean, we obviously would like to know what's going on with him because, like, as a basketball fan, we care about what Kyrie's going through or whatever, if he's going through something or what what he's doing. Like, But he's not obligated to say nothing. He's a grown man, so... They gonna right. get on. Just, they gonna get on TV and talk about him and try to dog him or whatever. But he's not obligated to do anything. 
No, no, no. I'm not saying he has to let us know. I'm just saying professionally, he should let his team. Yeah, because the Brooklyn Nets are paying him $35 million. That's what I'm saying. They, they need to know. Right. Exactly. They need to know that. Like, if he needs to step away so he can do this, there's nothing wrong with that. There, he's not the only one to do it. Again, I just talked about Maya Moore doing it, but I st- talked about how she approached it so that way it made things easier on everybody else. Right. Because right now, I can tell with Steve Nash, it's hard on him because he don't know what's going on because Kyrie doesn't talk to him. Just like Kyrie's last game that he was there, he just decided he wanted to sit out and Steve Nash didn't know about it. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't matter if we know or not. He don't have to tell us. It's just his team, the team that he plays for, his teammates deserve to know is what I'm saying. But also I'm saying if he would just let them know, they would support him. I know they would. I mean, the NBA is supporting social justice right now. They will support him if he needed to step away for those those type of purposes. I just think he needs to let somebody know that that's what he needs, and that's it. Yeah. Nobody's going to be mad at him for it at all. Now Brooklyn has James Harden, so if he does need to step away, they still have another superstar. Um, yeah, because I, I think, just think he needs to let people know. That's it. I think people are mad because they don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then that's again, people much... are going to be mad when they find out too, because like we got that other. There's two ends of this spectrum. You can never please mm-hmm. everybody. There's True. there's a far left on this, and there's a far right on this. And this is all. This is why the NBA's ratings are down. That's that's that group, and there's a group that like us that encourages that type of stuff, that type of thing. That is very true. Um, but this is my thing. As long as he's got the support <clears throat> from his teammates, yeah. his coach, coaching staff, from yeah, of course his fans saying. are going to support him. His family's going to support him. And then I'm pretty sure the commissioner will support him also. That's really all that matters. Right? Mm-hmm. All the other stuff is just noise. Yep. It's just noise. As long as you got the ones that you need supporting you, supporting you, then it's fine. I'll support him if that's what he wants to do. That's cool. Absolutely. Me to too. me, there's nothing wrong with that, especially since we've seen it work through Maya Moore. Right. It took two years. It took two years of her working really hard to, to to help fight it. Ultimately, she was able to get somebody out of prison who was wrongfully convicted, which is good. And I feel like Kyrie would do something like that also. You know, it's just... Kyrie, Kyrie's. I feel like Kyrie ultimately is a good thing, a good dude. Yeah, of obviously course. because of the stuff that that we're talking about right now. But it's just like yeah. the way that he comes across, the way that he, the way he speaks, the way that he comes across. It just sounds so. It's just, it sounds so un, the opposite of what me and you think Kyrie is at the surface. I see what you mean. Um but yeah, no, I mean, Kyrie's done a lot even in the last year. Like, the one of the biggest things he did was when, <clears throat> of course, because of the pandemic, when when the WNBA and the NBA seasons were restarting and they had to restart in the bubble, I remember that the WNBA was telling some of the players that if they opted out, that they weren't going to pay them. Mm-hmm. And so he, Kyrie he went and donated $1.5 million. Yeah. yeah. So I remember. Some of those... Some of those athletes could get paid, um, which I thought was really good. Yeah, um, he did that this year. He donated, uh, I think it was like three hundred thousand um, to uh, to different charities for food, right? Because of COVID, um, and I think he he also paid some uh, some HBCU students tuition off. Yeah, um, for this year because of COVID, so he did a lot of good this year. And even with that stuff, like none of that, we don't know that because Kyrie told us. 
No, we don't. So we like, because other people, because other people exactly. told her. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, who knows what Kyrie's thinking? Like, nobody knows what Kyrie's gonna do. Nobody knows what Kyrie's thinking. So it's just we'll see. I hope he comes back and he's Kyrie again, and they can get some uh, camaraderie with that team because I want to see them in the finals. Because people right. think, because another the people think we're supposed to be scared of them. I'm not. I'm not scared of them. Bring it on, bro. <laughs> like come on, like when my team, when my team is formidable, bring on all the competition. I wish, I wish the KD Warriors were still around, so we could play them too. KD right. could play for two teams. All I like it. <laughs> you really crazy. Uh, yeah, I just, I really don't know. Okay, so tell me right now. Do you think Kyrie will come back? Oh, yeah, I or think do you think will. Kyrie will take take time off? I think I don't think Kyrie's going anywhere. I think he can. I think he can do both. I think because he's been doing both. I just think that. I just think that first. I just think that he's taking time off sometimes because basketball is not his number one priority. And I don't think necessarily when he's taking time off of basketball is for social justice stuff. Because I think he can do that while playing basketball. I just think he's taking time off of basketball because sometimes he gets tired of it, and he wants and he wants he wants to treat it to where he could just take time off, kind of like Kawhi, but he's not hurt. Okay, that's not a bad point. You're right. You're right. Um, to be honest, but and you know another player, you know another player that I can I, I can see doing something like you're talking about cool. with Kyrie, Jalen Brown. Okay. I don't know if Jalen Brown take time off or whatever to do it, but I think that Jalen Brown is that type of person that like go out of his way to try to help somebody. Yep. I agree with that, but see, nobody's gonna treat it the way they treat Kyrie because Jalen Brown's not a superstar. Jalen Brown's exactly. not a superstar yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah I say yeah, because he. But I just I don't think people yeah. are gonna, people are gonna treat it the same the same way exactly. Um, like when, like when Donovan Mitchell did what he did yeah. for his community, then he like donated yeah, some money. He for did. His community. Larry Nance has. Larry Nance did did that for Cleveland. Um, and during this pandemic, Kevin Love also did. Like, there's a bunch of players that have done it. It's just that if you're not in that scope of like a Kyrie or a KD or a LeBron, it it kind of goes unnoticed sometimes. It goes it goes unnoticed sometimes by the mainstream. I was like. On, on social media is all over the place like people praising them or whatever but you when you turn on the TV you won't see it you just see Kyrie's not with the and then and then when you turn on the TV you don't see the Kyrie stuff with the social justice stuff. you just see that he's not there Stephen A. Smith saying he needs to retire right and stuff like that it's all negative like when you when they talk about Kyrie on TV it's all that negative. is true that is very true. Um, but that's also because his his <clears throat> his relationship with the media is not the best either. So that's the reason why you see right. it the way it is. Like him calling them pawns earlier, yeah, it wasn't that great. And also, yeah, and also, like I said, that goes back to the point of Kyrie not being like the way Kyrie comes across. He's not. He doesn't comes across as the most likable dude. He comes across like he knows everything. Like when he talks, he when he speaks. He comes across like he knows everything, like he's a know-it-all, yeah. and he like feels like he's better than people. It can sometimes, yeah, I agree. It can. Um, yeah. 
But I just, I don't know. It's weird. I think if he's going to take time off, go ahead and take time off. But you got to, I just think he needs to let the people around him know. I don't care if I know it. It's irrelevant. I'm right. Not my, he, don't have, he don't have to tell us or the fans. Right, don't. exactly. We don't, we don't matter. But I just think his team, his organization need to know because he is a professional basketball player. And that's yeah. the professional thing to do is to let them know, like, when you need the time off. Again, Maya Moore did it, and there was no issue. The, the WNBA backed her. All her, all her teammates and, and uh, her organization backed her. As a matter of fact, when she got Jonathan Irons out in July, they all tweeted about it. They tweeted about it. They put it on their Instagram. They announced it. They announced that all the, the two years that she had been working and taking off a basketball paid off finally, and they talked about it. They would do the same thing for Kyrie if he decides to do that. I just think he needs to go ahead and say it is all. Um, now, if he does, if he doesn't, that's fine because he's had a hot start to, to this year. I mean, he's averaging 27 points, five mm-hmm. rebounds, six assists, shooting 50% from the field and 42% from three, which is crazy. He's having a really mm-hmm. hot start to the year. So um, I think that if he does come back, it would be really good for Brooklyn. Um, but if he continues to do things like this throughout the year and just take time off, I know he's taking time off for good things. Like, I know he's not taking time off just to go chill. He, he's doing it for the right reasons. He's doing it for certain reasons. But... To me, if he continues to do it this way and decide not to say anything to the people who need to know, it'll hurt them down the road. It'll hurt their team yeah. chemistry. It'll hurt how many people. I mean, the t- how teammates look at him. It'll hurt how the coaches look at him. Like you can't, you can't get the camaraderie you need if you're not there. Because in order for this team to have a great flow offensively, yeah, just ask the Los Angeles, ask the Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> last year. And th- wasn't yeah, that that top excuse? Pretty much, but that, that's what I mean. Like, if you're not yeah. there, they can't. Ju- it's 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 just like with Westbrook and Harden. Remember how Westbrook Westbrook had the complaint that um they were trying to watch game film and and Harden was late and Russ told uh Dan Tony to go ahead and play the film, but Dan Tony said no, there's no point because if I play it now, I have to run it again when Harden gets here. So we're just gonna wait. Things like that, like that ruins chemistry between people. And between teammates, and you think that's going to change with Brooklyn? Uh, something I I don't know, man. I just some just, just some players aren't winning players, and I don't look at James Harden as a winning player. Sorry, I mean yeah, because I, I I can see what you mean by that. I mean he has had to go up against some some pretty elite teams. Um, I mean especially in the Warriors area area, in the Warriors era, it was kind of hard. Um, you know, it was hard to get around that team. Um, yeah, nobody was going to so that even team, though yeah. his Rockets team came the closest out of anybody. Um, so that I can kind of forgive him for because I mean, they were the greatest team ever assembled. Um, but I just I really think he knows the sacrifices that he has to make to be here. So I think James Harden is really willing to buy in, I think he is. But even if you're willing to buy in, that don't mean it'll work. That's not what I'm saying. I do think he's willing to change a lot, though, for it to work out in Brooklyn. Yeah, he definitely probably willing to buy in. Like, buying in and then working. That's what I'm saying. So, I think he's willing to buy in. Uh, I do think Kyrie just needs to let them, again, let them know. We don't need to know. Just let your teammates and your coaching staff and your organization know what it is you need. Yeah, because the whole distance with Kevin Durant thing and Steve Nash not knowing nothing, that's I a agree. problem. I don't understand why he's distant with, with KD, though. That's what I don't get. 
but they, they was I thought they was good friends. I thought they went I thought they had this plan together like a long time for them to come. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In New York. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe he wanted to go one route um with something like maybe after the thing with the Capitol, maybe Kyrie wanted to like have the team sit out or something and Katie didn't want that. Wow, maybe that is what it was. Maybe you're right. I'm I'm I, maybe um, that is what it was. Because I know they, I mean, remember there were some games that were played that day. They weren't sure if players were going to play or not. If certain teams were going to play or not, right. teams ultimately ultimately decided to, to play. Um, every team that played that day kneeled before, you know, took a knee before before the start of the game and all locked arms and things like that. Maybe Kyrie, because remember Kyrie on those Zoom calls in the summer said that he didn't think that they should be playing because of what was going on. So maybe because of what just happened at the Capitol, maybe he felt like, okay, maybe we should sit out and kind of boycott and protest a little bit. Um, and maybe the rest of the net said no. Like maybe KD was like, no, that's not a good idea. Maybe that's what happened. That's really the only thing I could think of because playing-wise, it doesn't seem like they have any issues on the court. I feel like if Kyrie have, is distant from KD right now, it, ha- it would have to be something to happen off the court. I feel like. Could be wrong though. Yeah. You never really know with Kyrie. That's a, that's my whole point. That's the whole. That's that we could have avoided everything we said for the last twenty minutes and just said you never really know with Kyrie and pretty much. I said mean that's true, thing. but I did have to get out there that he's done a lot of good and what you can tell he's kind of leaning towards in life, and that there's nothing wrong with he's leaning mm-hmm. towards whatsoever. It's helping a lot of it's helping yeah. players like Jalen Brown, You're right? Because even though maybe him and Jalen Brown weren't the coolest in Boston, maybe Jalen Brown looks up to what Kyrie does off the court and he wants to kind of do that same thing. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's good for Maybe. Kyrie to do what he's doing and to speak speaking up for what he, he believes in and showing people that when you have a platform that you should try and help as many people as you can and do the right thing with your platform. Because you see a lot of young players in the NBA now doing it again, like Jalen Brown. Um, I just think that his team, his Brooklyn Nets team is clearly trying to make themselves a contender and they're cl- clearly trying to win something. Especially Kevin Durant, so I just don't think mm-hmm. it's fair to them to not know what in the world is going on at all. Like, if you decide that you want to take time off and do the social social justice thing, hey. just tell them, bro. It's like he got one foot exactly. in, one That's foot what out. I'm saying. Maybe this, maybe this James Harden trade changes that, but we'll who see. knows? Um, so how about this? Let's, let's do the scenario. What if Kyrie does decide to step away? How do you think KD? And James Harden will work out. I think, um, I think it'll be, I think, I actually think it might work out a little bit better than with not saying that Kyrie is going to make them worse, but like with Kyrie, that's three mm-hmm. ball handlers that want the ball, that want shots. With just KD and James Harden, that's just mm-hmm. two. And it, and the chemistry might work a little bit better. Maybe if maybe if you can get Kyrie's, I don't know how that would work if Kyrie if Kyrie's money would go be able to be able to you be able to like trade and sign players from that to get more depth because they actually they right. definitely need more depth. At this point, they have three mass contract players, and if it doesn't work this season. You you basically going in the next season with just like 
mid like the the minimum contracts that you right. can sign players with. The uh, opportunity for depth is uh, for the Brooklyn Nets right now. It's very exactly. limited. But they what they got what they got. I think they have like three open spots that they can sign people with. I don't know who's out there who's available that they that would move the needle for mm-hmm. that team. But unless they make more trades, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I th- like I said, if Kyrie does step away, that's just two people that want shots that nobody would have to take the back. Seat, okay, basically, with Kyrie, somebody would have to take a little a bit of a right, sacrifice. Exactly. So, do you think, at least for this, for this first season, do you think it'd be better if if Kyrie did step away? And then you just had kind of a Kevin Durant and James Harden show just to start. And then Kyrie came back next year. If if Kyrie's not fully committed, absolutely, yes. But if Kyrie's going to fully commit, then no. Because you can't be worse right. with Kyrie. With Kyrie playing, like, you can't be worse. It's just going to be different. Like, people just, they're just all three going to have to modify their games. I think they're gonna to have to modify their games regardless because I don't think I don't think that James Harden is gonna be able to just dribble twenty two seconds as the clock and either pass or shoot like he usually does. So because that's not gonna that's not gonna leave Kevin Durant happy. That's not gonna leave Kyrie happy. And the same with Kyrie, he can't just dribble around the court for twenty seconds and then just decide what he's gonna do. Then. Mm, that's a good point. That's, that's yeah. That's a fair point. I, I agree with that. Hard to disagree with that. Um, mm, I don't know. What you think? You think it'll? What? You, how you think? Um, how you I think mean, it'll work? If if Kyrie does step away, and it is just K- Kevin Durant and James Harden, I don't think it'll be a bad thing. It'll to me, it'll be just like what it was when it was just uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I think it'll be the same thing. I mean. No matter what, Kevin Durant's the best player, so he's gonna he's gonna get his. Um, but I think James Harden would. I mean, I think he would just take up where Kyrie left off. I mean, Kyrie's averaging twenty seven right now. James Harden averaging twenty four. I think James Harden will move up and start averaging twenty seven again um, with no Kyrie there, and KD would continue to average what he's averaging, which is I think like twenty eight or something like that. Um, and offensively, they would be exactly what they are even right now. It would just they where they would still lack whether they have Kyrie or not would be defensively. Um, I mean, you want to me, you want Kyrie with you this year just because ultimately you're still gonna have that big three, whether it's this year or next year. You're still gonna want Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden together. So. You rather try and have this year to figure it out and try to figure figure it out next year. Yeah, the fact that people think it's curtains for the rest of the league, though, it's, it's just my. It's just you just don't. I'm not gonna say you don't watch basketball, but it's just putting three stars together just don't work all the time. You they gotta fit. You gotta have the complementary right. pieces around them. And I don't think that Brooklyn has that right now. But we'll see. I think they have enough. I think this talent has enough to get out yeah. of the Eastern Conference. At least to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
but I just don't. I just don't. I right now I don't see them being beating Lakers. Who has woken up? That is true. I mean, there's a lot of people that really don't have them as favorites over the Lakers. People who are thinking kind of a little more logical. Um, But if you, it's hard to say about the West. But if there's anybody that can beat them in the that can beat the Nets in the East, who do you think it could be? Um, Milwaukee or Boston? Maybe Philadelphia. Maybe Philadelphia if they're healthy. I think I agree with that. I I think I put Philadelphia over Boston. If they if they're healthy, Philadelphia is uh, one of the deepest. Oh yeah, for teams sure. They've shown that. They've shown that through these first eleven or twelve yeah. games. I agree. And then think about the interior of um of it, of the Nets. Who's gonna be stopping? I think Jeff Green has got to play some fives. <laughs> I don't know why you laughing. I'm for real. <laughs> that's why I'm, like, I'm being serious. I think Jeff Green is going to have to be like their center. I'm so serious. They, I mean, they got DeAndre Jordan, but like he. That's what I was about to say. He can't play, play the whole game. game. I mean, and now he's first of all, he was a DNP like two nights ago. Now he's going to end up being back in People that like, lineup because they don't really have a choice. Right, he yeah, wasn't playing. He wasn't playing at all, and now he's gonna have to start again because you traded your your, your best yeah, exactly. option. That's what I'm saying. And so your backup is probably gonna have to be Jeff Green coming off the bench. I don't even know if Jeff Green has ever even played the final. Why did they even need to trade you? Because uh, that if it wasn't if it wasn't if he wasn't going to Houston, why did they even? You okay? I don't know, but I, mean, I, don't I will know. tell you one thing that I think everybody is sleeping on, including us, is Spencer Dinwiddie is still on the team. Yeah, he is still on the team, I, but this is the like, issue. He to me was gonna be that third option over Karis Levert. Now that they got James Harden, he's like the fourth option now, and I, I can tell Spencer Dinwiddie does not want to be that per- that person. Yeah, I, my perspective on that is like that's like. That's like us worrying about Clay Thompson coming back. Like he's not. I don't think he's coming back this season. Not well, see, it's not a full here. tear though. It's a partial. That's the reason why I said he didn't have to have surgery on it, so he will be back. I just think it'll be like in the playoffs. Um, no, but and then you just you just drop him into the play. I just don't think it works like that. You don't think you just drop. You just can be dropped into the playoffs on a team that you don't have any chemistry with. Because it's not the same team you was playing with before, and just and just run through the playoffs like that. But hey, Kevin Durant is an all-world talent. We'll see what he can do. That's, that's true. Um, this is what I'm hoping for Brooklyn. For Brooklyn, I think they need to, they should hope that Kyrie comes back because again, they're trying to sell this thing as a big three, regardless. So if he's not there, then that doesn't really help them out a whole lot. And again, that doesn't help their chemistry going into the playoffs. Because like, what if Kyrie? take some time off for the regular season and tries to come back in the playoffs well, that would mess up the, the chemistry between um, Kevin Durant James Harden and the other guys that they've built without Kyrie so I think yeah their season their success this season all depends on if Kyrie is bought in or not or if he wants to be here or not and if like he's actually focused on basketball that's, that's just my opinion though 
Because again, there's nothing wrong with not being focused on basketball. Like some things in life are bigger than basketball, and I was, and oh, I respect yeah, that wholeheartedly. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with Kyrie not being super focused on basketball. I just think that if he has to step away, he just needs to say something. He needs to let them know so that, that way that this team can move forward without him for right now, or even for the rest of this season. Yeah. Yeah, the unknown. That's is the what worst I'm saying. Because I, I feel like maybe it's just me, but in these Steve Nash interviews, it seems like it really bothers him that he doesn't know. Like this is his first yeah. year. First of all, I feel bad for Steve Nash because he's dealing with a lot in his first year as a head coach. First year as a head coach mm-hmm. in his first year in Brooklyn, and I know it's, it seems like it's probably chaotic. <laughs> right. I don't know how he's gonna manage. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I think know. he's getting a lot of help from Dan Tony. Dan Tony has had I mean Dan Tony's dealt with egos before he's dealt with star players he's done this a long time and he let, and they pretty much let James Harden do what he wanted yeah that is kind of true it didn't it, work right, out to it but I mean maybe he learned his lesson from what happened previously <laughs> in, uh, in Houston I'm glad I'm glad you be so optimistic about these people learning yeah. lessons and stuff if I one of us has to be the benefit of the doubt until they prove me wrong. How about that? Yeah, one of us. That's what I try be. to. I try to be optimistic for these these players and coaches, and then if they prove me wrong, then they prove me wrong. You know. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Brooklyn, though. At the end of the day, um, we'll see what happens with them. Um, they definitely can be one of the most lethal offensive teams we ever seen. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but the although, although, although my Lakers are too shabby now. Oh yeah, of course they they have actually we're not gonna talk about them. It's not an episode about but about that type of basketball. <laughs> it's an episode about where the Brooklyn Nets are going and where the what do you see? Um, where do you see the Pacers? Going? Um, first of all, the Pacers are very sneaky right now, and I kind of like them flying under the radar as they continue to. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they continue to get, get, get some sneaky wins, I just think uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I want to see how Karis mm-hmm. LeVert and Sabonis play alongside each other because we got to see how that works mm-hmm. out. Um, and I just think the Pacers are they're in a good spot. They're, they're, they're coming up. I don't know if yeah, this like, year is really their year to like make a bunch of noise in the playoffs, but they'll, they're, they're going to be there for sure. Sabonis is clearly committed to I like Indiana. I just think I think Karis LeVert is committed to having kind of his own team now, especially with the way he was playing um, in Brooklyn kind of the last two years. So uh, I, I'm excited for the Pacers. I'm excited as a Pacers fan. So. You, remember, you remember that year in round one where I think it was 2018 where they took LeBron and the Cavs to the seven yep. games? I think they can do that to one of those one of those top teams in the East in the first round. If some, if teams continue to sleep on them, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think this, I think it could be similar. I mean, the, the Pacers are sitting at seven and four right now in the East. Depending on what matchup they get, because if they get a top four matchup, I think they can, um, they can win the first. They can beat their first round opponent. I think this Pacers team right now, the way they're constructed, if they can stay healthy, they'll beat the Miami Heat. If they if they had some mm-hmm. bonus last year, I'm not gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. I think they'll be closer to beating the Miami Heat than they were. I ain't gonna say they would have beat the Miami Heat went to the finals. I ain't gonna say they just would have right. beat the Miami Heat, but 
they would have they would have put up more of a, a lot more. Okay, I, I respect that. Um, because Sabonis would have been a lot for Bam to deal true. with. True, I, I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. This is my only thing about the the Heat. I just really don't want to sleep on them. Well, let me tell you why. Because yeah. everybody slept on them last year. Like who had them making it to the finals? Nobody had them making it to the finals unless you were a Heat fan. Let's yeah. keep it real. Yeah, I don't even think they did. They they might have said it, but they ain't even, that's what I'm saying. Like nobody either. really had them making it. And it, to me, it'd be stupid. Go ahead. Only person, only person that believes probably. Yeah, exactly. Butler. Like, and so for me, seeing them make it to the finals last year, I don't want to doubt them again going into this year. I don't want to doubt them until we get to the playoffs and they look terrible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won't make it back to the finals, um, but. Well, maybe they proved me. Hey, listen, I, stranger, stranger things have happened. I mean, for example, last season. So, <laughs> like, they like you, you really season, never yeah. know. Like, I just don't feel like sleeping on them for right now because, again, like I said, like in the previous podcast, they're going to be one of those teams where the regular season really doesn't matter to them because mm-hmm. you're probably going to doubt them and sleep on them in the playoffs, and then they're probably going to make you pay, just like they made every team pay uh, last year for it. So, um. But I do agree that I think the Pacers can beat them for sure. I really wish TJ Warren was healthy because I love to see TJ Warren, Karis LeVert, and Sabonis at the same time. But we gotta wait for them. Yeah. So, but for- what what is what is their starting lineup look like? It's a, it's um it's Malcolm Brogdon who I also like. I want him to be a Laker. Oh, you want? Yeah, it's Karis. It's Karis mm-hmm. LeVert, right? It's yep. Sabonis, it's Miles yep. Turner, right? And who's that? Who's that three? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it's usually it's usually who's Holiday the, or McDermott. Oh yeah, Justin Holiday. Yeah, Justin Holiday. Holiday and, and McDermott. It'd probably been TJ Warren. It'd probably been TJ Warren if he was healthy. Unless he's been coming off the bench, I would like—I would like to see TJ Warren as like a six-man type. I think that's his—I think that's his niche, a six-man okay. type player. Yes, yeah. that's, that's not bad. Because I, because like because like he was a superstar in the bubble. Well, obviously, I don't think that's what he is. I think that bubble helped him a lot, but I think that he can use that type of same that same type of confidence to come in and dominate bench units and be a six-man of the year type player perennially. Mm, okay, I can see that. Hard, hard to disagree with that. I can see that for sure. I'm hoping he gets back to that bubble form, though, because the Pacers sure could use it. Oh, yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, um, it was fun. And then, yeah, you a Pacers fan, so you definitely want to see it. <laughs> you really exactly. want to see it for real. Um, but, wow, yeah, that'll be, it'll be interesting. Again, the East, the East, finally we have an Eastern Conference Some that compa- looks competition. Like it could be really fun to watch the East yeah. this year for sure. Because now at this point, you're like, man, who mm-hmm. really could come out the East? The 76ers are playing at a high level. Um, you can never really sleep on the Boston Celtics because they always do really good in the East. Of course, you got the juggernaut, the offensive juggernaut in the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you got the Pacers on the rise. Then you got the Heat, who everybody decided to sleep on last year. Um and you didn't say you haven't said the I, Bucks I, I yet, so get that, you got yeah. the Bucks too. You got you got them, and then you got the Bucks who always tries, who always ends up as the one seed in the East. You got Giannis, who's always going to play well every year. So um, it's 
I mean, you could sit here and say it's definitely going to be the Nets, but to be honest with you, you really never know. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't my I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets didn't make it to the finals, but I want them to make it to the yeah, finals. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't either, but they definitely have a huge chance. That's for sure. Um, I mean, it's hard mm-hmm. to it's it's hard to doubt them when you got you got Kyrie and KD who are both won championships and been to the finals already. Got James Harden who went to the finals, but that was in like 2012, and he was a six man. He was young, and then he was in the Western Conference Finals of Game Seven, and he lost to um, one of the greatest teams we've ever seen assembled. So it's kind of hard to doubt them and say that they won't make it. I think the only thing that'll keep them from making it is just how how well they play together. Because, like you said, it's not yeah, health, 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 health reasons, too. You're right. Because KD and Kyrie. Yeah, health and chemistry. Health-wise, especially Kyrie, it's kind of been iffy. But, because um, like you said earlier, a lot of things sound good on paper. Like, the, on paper, this sounds like one of the, this sounds like the best team in the league. But when they actually get on that court together, that's kind of a different story. Um, So, only time will yeah. tell what happens with them. Um, But it'll be interesting to see. We'll see how happy James Harden really is now. See how happy Kevin Durant is now. But I really want to see how happy Kyrie is, whether he's happy or not. Because trust me, trust me, his his between his interviews and his emotions on the court, you'll know whether or not he's happy with the situation. So yeah, something tells me we're gonna find out soon enough. Exactly. Um, I'm hoping to find out sooner rather than later. Um, but I don't know. Did, did they even say how long Kyrie's hiatus was? I know it's been like four or five days so far, but like, well, no, I just said they didn't expect him anymore this okay. week. I I can see that. I mean, it has been five days already, so that kind of makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. but this East the Eastern Conference is going to be fun to watch come playoff time now. Yeah, well, I'll tune in. It's gonna be. <laughs> I'm out with I'm obviously. I know a lot of people anyway. were really watching the West last year, um, but now you gotta watch both for sure. Now, um, do you think? Yeah. Uh, if the if the Brooklyn Nets were to lose, do you think that there would need to be some major changes made to that roster, or some minor changes if they were to lose? So let's say they lose in like the Eastern Conference Finals or something, right? So like somebody good like the Bucks or the 76ers do you think that they would need to make big changes like one of the stars would have to go or would no, it just I think, be minor changes and they just need to add some depth I just think I just I, I think they need to add some depth I don't I think they need to add some depth right now but they I mean, obviously they can't but they need the depth right. right now I don't think that this this sounds like a championship or bus season type mm-hmm. for them but because they have three stars, but at the end of the day, they just now—I mean, it is early in the season still, like 10, 13 right. games in. But it's—it's it's like it's just like being thrown together. It's thrown together without the depth that they need to compete at a high level for a sustained period of time. I mean, their three stars are going to get them where they need to be, and um. In in theory, but like I said, like after Kevin Durant, I mean after James Harden or whoever you think's third on that team, probably Kyrie. Who's their next best player? 
Mm, right now, without Spencer Dinwiddie. Without Spencer Dinwiddie. Joe Harris, I guess. And he's a specialist. He gets paid to shoot. That's not. The, he's not like moving. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And, and then next year, next year, if they don't do anything this year, next year they get Spencer Dinwiddie back, run it back with Spencer Dinwiddie and see what happens. Right. Oh, uh, that would that would be yeah. very interesting. I just I don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie's gonna be happy being that fourth option because I can tell he kind of liked that I'm I'm gonna be this third option on such a great team. I don't know if he's gonna like that fourth option thing because Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie is definitely one of those players who. He's confident in his his abilities, and you should be. So I just don't yeah. know if he's gonna like this whole "I'm a fourth option" type of thing. I'm only gonna touch the ball two times a game. I don't think he's gonna like that. I think he feels like he's a better player than that. So yeah, well, yeah, man, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, it was a very interesting trade. I mean, we knew it was gonna come sometime. Just didn't think it would be this soon. Um. Again, actually, I, at this point, I really didn't think it would be Brooklyn. I really thought it was going to be the Sixers for sure. I still think it should have been, but for the for the Rockets, right? I think it should have been the semi. But but they didn't. Was it? We just got to go with what we got. Yeah. Um. I do think the Rockets plan on doing more with these picks, though. I don't think that they plan on just selling out with these picks and saying, okay, well, time to rebuild. I do think that they may use some of these picks and some trades later on. Who would they trade for? I don't know. But I got a feeling that that's why they got so many. It's not just a, we're going to rebuild thing. It's, we're going to, we'll use some of these picks. Bradley Bill. Hey, they might. So I'm saying they got plenty of picks. They can do something. They can make a move like that. I mean, Bradley Bill does want to be free. I mean, everybody's saying free Bradley Bill. So it could happen. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, but I think the only, the only team to me, besides I mean the Rockets, I, I they did get Oladipo, they did get a lot of picks. I still think that they should have got another major superstar, but at least they got picks to help them do something else later on. Uh, but I think the only team to me that got the weird end of the stick was to me the Cavs, just because they got another big man that they didn't really need. Yeah, like I said, it was a weird. It's a weird. Addition to that trade, the Cavs being involved and getting Jared Allen out of it. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And not shipping, <laughs> and not shipping a big man out. Yeah, that that didn't make any sense. But maybe they got something going on in Cleveland we don't know about. Yeah, they're trying to be twin towers. They trying to play. They trying to be like when older when um the Lakers were playing Gasol and Bynum at the same time. Hey, they might be, and you never know. It might work out. But and then again, but then again, that don't work because that that's not it either. Because Gasol actually was an offensive threat. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, he he didn't have to to stand in the paint and do Gasol had the the, the post moves and could step out and shoot the uh long mid range jumper. Pass when you needed it. Corner threes. Yeah, pass when you needed it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, Jared Allen and Jared Allen and um, Andre Drummond ain't doing that, <laughs> right? No, they're not. That's just that's just that's just weird. But okay, we got anything else for the night? Um, no, that's it. Um, shout out to Brooklyn that's for pulling it, it off because they did what almost yeah, seemed like the impossible. But um, yeah, they pulled it off though. They got it. They got what they wanted. Right. Gotta, gotta do something with it now. 
And to to be mm. honest with me, when you got three championship with me, Because when is it not? Yeah, yeah, it should be. So, in my opinion, even though, I mean, we're still at the beginning of the season. We're only 10 games in. So, it's not like we're a third of the way through the season or even halfway through the season. Um, So, they to me, they still got a lot of time to get it figured out. Um, They'll still be a playoff team no matter what. So, I, in my opinion, the championship will bust. How you feel about that? I agree with you. This has been another episode of the Point Godcast. We'll see y'all next time.